The devil, as they say, is in the details. So what are the details? What do you need to know about this proposed health care deal package between the feds and the provinces? Well, joining us now is Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun for more on that. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Are you feeling a little number overload on yeah. this health deal yesterday? Well, yeah, I'm sure the listener is too. Uh, however... I'm here to say there really are only two numbers that matter Okay, as to a British Columbian. So, I mean, first thing to recognize is that it is entirely the federal government's interest to make it sound as big as possible, to make it sound like the generous national government is giving the provinces everything in their dreams to transform the health care system and fix all those problems. And that's where the big number comes from. $200 billion. And, and I can imagine people going, that sounds like an enormous amount of money. Like, that's got to fix stuff, right? Well, a couple of things. First of all, Ottawa's practice is to take the money that was already built into the system, increases to allow for population growth, and the rate of growth they put in in their transfer payments over time, and make it sound like that's new money. And the second thing they do, and this is a trick that all governments play, is they give you the 10-year figure. Like 10 years. Well, you know, 10 years, $200 billion, divided by 10, first of all, it doesn't sound like nearly as much. Um, And, you know, I I was (laughs) talking to Keith Baldry of Global yesterday, and we were going like, why 10 years? Why not 100 years? Like, why not we're giving you a trillion dollars <laughs> over a thousand years? Look, the $200 billion figure, ignore it. It has nothing to do with what happened in Ottawa yesterday. The key question for your province is how much is your province getting and how much of it is new? So obviously, British Columbia only gets a percentage of all of the money that Ottawa is putting in, we get it based on our population, which is about 13%. And um, you get, you take out all the money that was going to be there anyway, even if they'd never met, and look at the new stuff. And it's interesting, uh, Baldry and I and our colleague Katie DeRosa of, the, of Post Media all sat down with our little pocket calculators yesterday and worked out how much new money for BC in one year, and we all came up with the same number, even though it isn't in the federal press release, and that is $600 million in new money for British Columbia in one year. Um, I'd say the listener probably goes $600 million sounds like an awful lot of money too, and it is, but, you know, and and unfortunately I'm going to give you another number here, it's only about 10%, uh, sorry, 2%, of the British Columbia healthcare budget. So we're going to increase funding for healthcare in BC by about 2% ahead of what we would have done anyway. You get the reason why our premier said fiscally limited. David Eby was accompanied at that meeting by officials. Uh, they'd only seen the offer, Simi, for a couple of hours when Eby rea- uh, reacted publicly, but right. fiscally limited sounds like pretty much a good summary of what the Prime Minister actually did yesterday. It was also, by calling it fiscally limited, that was kind of a bit low-key compared to what some of the other premiers had to say. 
that's true. Uh, David Eby was actually on side compared to some of the other premiers. Uh, you know, there were different words thrown around. Uh, I, I kind of was... Um, Quebec is always pretty funny on these things, right? They have no illusions about Ottawa. And Legault said, uh, clearly the prime minister has a different definition of the word sustainable than I do. Uh, so, you know, he says it's not even a really good beginning. But BC's position is it is a good beginning. Obviously, the province will take the money and make good use of it. And um, I think EB was trying to explain, well, you know, this BC government, NDP government, is more on side with the Trudeau government than most Canadian provinces. After all, the federal wing of the NDP is sufficiently happy with the Trudeau government that they keep propping it up. So I think that's where the Premier is coming from. I think BC will, you know, we'll hear more today from Health Minister Adrian Dix, but I think you'll hear Dix come out and, and welcome the money and say, you know, uh, looking down the road, uh, the province obviously hopes for more, but this is constructive and this is welcome and this is good. Okay, and speaking of money, we're going to talk about fundraising here too, because the interesting new fundraising numbers yeah. came out for the political parties. Yeah, and this is the first time we've seen anything like a sign that the BC Liberals are getting over the change in fundraising for political parties in BC. So the New Democrats, with their partners, the Greens, ended the big money era of political donations in BC. And it hammered the Liberals because they were addicted to those giant checks from uh, the corporate sector. Uh, the Liberals had gotten so lazy raising money that way that when that was ended by law, you saw a crash in Liberal fundraising. Um, the latest numbers from Elections BC, so just covering the last three months of 2022, show that for the first time, the Liberals are catching up with the NDP. So they're about 10% behind the NDP in fundraising, about $116,000 in the last quarter. That's the closest they've been. Uh, the numbers for last year show the NDP is still way ahead. So the full year, the NDP is uh, still out raising the Liberals by a factor of about two to one. But, you know, Kevin Falcon had a big fundraiser a couple of weeks ago, and toward the end of last year, for the first time, he could say, we're turning it around. We don't know if this is sustainable, and I think it'll take a while to see it. But really, Simi, it's the first time I've even seen that the Liberals are getting over what the New Democrats and the Greens did to them back in 2017. Okay, and how do you think they did that? Because you're right, it took years for them to figure this out. So what, what did they do differently in this I, past year? I, you know, I think two things. One, first of all, Falcon got the leadership and made it a priority and said, we've got to do this seriously. And he started to put in place uh, the apparatus to start to do it, to do what the New Democrats did years ago, which is start to, to make reliable individual donations on an annual, regular, quarterly basis, right, which is allowed. I think the other thing is that it is a sign of what we saw last fall, that the liberals are finally making progress in pointing out what the government is getting wrong 
and holding them to account better than they did. So They're figuring out it, this opposition thing. Yeah, the catch and release slogan, right? That was very effective. It was so effective that it infuriated John Horgan, right? Uh, and you're starting to see that. So you're doing the job as the opposition party, and then you're turning around and saying to people, if you know you want to change a government, you're going to have to start donating to us. So as I said, it's a, it's a slow recovery. I don't know if it's sustainable, but uh, oh, and and for the listener who is a taxpayer, rest assured, the political parties, in addition to donations, are still relying on your generosity. So, uh, liberals uh, <laughs> right. got 1.1 million dollars in the taxpayer subsidy, and the New Democrats got 1.6 million dollars. Those those subsidies are based on how many people voted for your party in the last election. So, uh, thank you, taxpayers. The parties are working a little harder to raise money from donors but they're also dependent on you. What else I found interesting about these numbers is that both parties had been through a leadership, you know, change in the last, in 2022, whereas I think the BC Liberals were at the very beginning of it. Uh, But still, leadership contests often bring in more money. That's a good point, too. Although, you know, one of the things that we'll wait and see here is, did the leadership campaign for the New Democrats siphon away some of the money that the party itself would normally get? So did donations to EB directly um, drop the amount of money the uh, the NDP was raising? Because that did tend to happen uh, earlier in the year. The Falcon leadership campaign was was pulling in money for him to pay for his leadership, so it wasn't just going all of it into the straight party coffers. So um, this year will be the real test as to whether or not the new Demo- the liberals have made themselves new Democrat, uh, competitive with the new Democrats. Uh, and wait and see. Uh, we'll have a much better sense uh, when we get the numbers this summer for the first two quarters of this year. Oh, I don't think we've ever looked forward to fundraising numbers from elections BC like that before. <laughs> so well, it's a different, a very different era, right? You know, I mean, the Liberals used to just sort of snap their fingers and the checks would start rolling in in enormous numbers, and now they're actually having to go out and work work for, for them. <laughs> I know, fascinating. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye bye, Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.